0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 21. Uh, That's crazy. Uh, My name's Brandon Curry. Josh Bond. Trevor Lindy. You'll notice that uh, one of our um, extroverted panelists is not here right now, Jeff Collins. That's a good adjective, extroverted. Yeah. Because he is, quote unquote, in Halifax right now on some sort of business transaction, supposedly. Living the life. Good
1: old uh, Royal LePage (laughs) conference. Yeah
0: so good for him big cheerleader we, uh, when it comes we actually hate him so uh, <laughs> just a little bit and just for right now so yeah, by the time everybody's
1: <laughs> listening to this episode he <laughs> is back he'll be back yeah and he listens to this on his Apple TV, so...
0: Well, then, he is going to get... Yeah. This is going to be good.
1: Oh, <laughs> I'd love absolutely. to be a fly on that wall. Yeah. Hopefully, he uh, had a good time.
0: Hopefully, he had a good time. By the pitchers, he is having a good time. Uh, so, Drooling.
1: He's got butter, like, <laughs> dribbling down his... <laughs> let's just his say he's chin. taking care... He's taking butter. advantage yeah. of all
0: the, the lobster <laughs> that's in uh, down east. Um, so, Trevor... Uh, this particular episode, you actually had a question come in and what was that all about?
1: Gonna tackle down payment. Oh yeah, I get
0: asked that quite a bit. And it's a we deal with uh, it. Very,
1: with very it. Uh, hot topic to say the least. And you know what? Like, uh, I'll, I'll take a step back before getting like into the topic itself. But when it comes down to a down payment, people gotta realize don't shoot the messenger. Lenders have specific requirements. The reasons for a lot of those requirements that they have are anti-money laundering laws. It yep. is government law. So don't shoot the messenger because they're asking. Now, do some lenders go beyond and ask for a little bit more or what might be borderline, let's call it invasive? Sure, absolutely. There are lenders out there that have stricter policies than others. But the broker, the you know agent, the bank representative that you're working with, they're just the messenger. Don't shoot them. Don't get all upset. Buy it if you want some explanation. Ask the question. Don't just automatically rip off their head. So and that's I find that very common. People jump and try and rip off my head because they're upset at the uh, the document requirements and and you know let's have the conversation and I'll help explain why.
0: So let's let's dial it back. So the first yeah. step is they come and see you and you basically find out what they can be approved for. Yeah. So let's say that amounts four hundred thousand dollars. Okay. okay. And does that include a down payment or not? That's the maximum they're willing to get borrowed. That the so banks-
1: when I do a pre-approval for somebody, I always base it on their purchase price. Their purchase price. Yes. So I will, if if $400,000 is the number that I give somebody, that is based on, I tell them what their down payment requirements are. And that is obviously, they've fed me with that information. Right. They've said, you know, I want to put down 20%, 5%, whatever the circumstances being that is based on that information they've provided not the lending price the purchase price the purchase price. price the reason i choose to do it that way because there are some that will tell you what you can afford for a mortgage amount right but then that becomes convoluted because this is the mortgage amount. Well, how does it factor in the, uh, if you're less than 20%, how does it factor in the default insurance premium, all that sort of stuff. stuff. So I like to tell you what the purchase price is. The benefit of also telling you what the purchase price is, is if you tell me your down payment is gonna be 10% on 400,000, you've got 40K that you're putting down on the purchase, and I say, okay, you know what? If you want to go beyond that, you think you, you know, you're not finding anything at 400. You want to be 4, 410, 415. Clearly, the math is very simple. If you have the ability to come up with the extra 10, 15 thousand dollars, so now you're at 55 to afford that 415. Bob's your uncle. You can get it done. Okay. As long as you got so the cash. As long as, long as, as, as you got right. the cash. So Absolutely. basically,
0: so the key is that, you know, and, I, and I've, I've, I've put my mortgage through you a couple times. So it's basically the whole notion of purchase price. What, what do I need to, to purchase with? And then we'll figure out the down payment and all the numbers later on, which is a good way to do it. Yeah. Because uh, you're working backwards. And even so much so was I had a, a transaction
2: where there, after the inspection was done, there was an abatement in the purchase price by a measure of $1,700. And I'm not sure if the lending institution didn't pick up on that amendment, because you know the way they come in the area form, right? It's sometimes tucked away. um, And the the client just supplies the bank with, or the lender or the brokerage with the agreement of purchase and sale in its its totality. Um, So then when I got the mortgage instructions, I noted that the purchase price was didn't account for the amendment. So we, we were waiting until closing date to get amended instructions because they actually changed the, because I guess sure. their loan to value was so yep. close. They had to change the mortgage product and actually advance $1,700 uh, $1, $1, Minus less. the down payment they wouldn't they oh, would they wouldn't yeah, the run that yes. they wouldn't fund the 1700 dollars abatement that yeah. the purchaser got in the purchase uh yeah, fun, uh, yeah purchase in, price. in that type of instance for yeah. sure
1: right you know the the hard part is uh you know i i true, i wish jeff was here for this part because there are some real estate agents that I don't know if they think that the deals just magically come together, that I pull a rabbit out of the hat, I've got the paperwork. Yeah, I don't (laughs) know what it is, right, where, you know, Trevor just has everything, Uh, you know, and then somebody like Jeff, who is adamant, like, here's here's the MLS, like he sends me a nice clean package, here's the MLS, the purchase agreement, any amendments to the agreement, all the details he will make note on something like that. I've got other agents that will, but you know, I'm using Jeff as the example here. I've got uh, lots of agents that I work with that, you know. It's not it's the, the norm, deal, it's right? It's the deal fair. Yeah, absolutely yeah. right. It's it's very different and and you know, we all work together on these deals. We need to get them done. We you know, we we all need to have the client's best interest in mind, so working our way through it right and making sure that everybody's in the loop not uh um you know a phone call from from you or your you know your assistant saying hey we need uh, we need this we need amended amended instructions did you note this did you um you know it's it doesn't look it doesn't reflect well on any of us when we're in the 11th hour and having to to make those types of changes Absolutely. okay
0: so now let's just go over the different percentages on on down payment okay yeah can you do a 0% down payment
1: let's skip over that for a second
0: okay you can do a 5% and then
1: 5% down payment so okay generally so
0: speaking five is
2: is 5% customary.
1: 5% is the minimum down payment requirement The reason why I say let's skip over the 0% down payment, and uh, I'll just get into it now, is because there are a select few lenders out there that have what's called a flex down product. So you're still putting down 5%, okay? So you're still putting down 5% on the purchase of the property, but what a flex down product does is if you have a line of credit or you have the ability to go and get a loan and you can qualify to make the payments on that credit facility, as well as your new mortgage payments, property taxes, heating cost, they will approve. You do pay a premium on the default insurance premium that is higher because you have borrowed down payment. But there is that option out there. Technically, when you think about it, you, the consumer, has zero money in the game. You have okay. no skin in the game. Yep. And that's why it's reserved for people with very high credit scores, with the ability to afford and pay the liability. So
0: you've got uh, a lot of people get confused with CMHC, which is, uh, which is what Canada Trevor? Mortgage
1: and Housing Corporation. And what does that do? It's default insurance, right?
0: So if they someone de- it's the perc- it's the probability of someone defaulting on their mortgage, there's an insurance premium that you pay of twenty. If you lay down twenty percent down payment or less, correct?
1: Less than twenty percent, nineteen point nine nine percent and, and lower. Or less. And CMHC
2: um, is just one
0: of the insurers.
2: That's, that's right, it's just I one, mean, but a large reason? one. It's the most common. Yeah. Yeah.
1: CMHC is a Crown Corporation, so everybody knows that as. Yeah. The default insurer. Uh, we do have Genworth Canada as well as Canada Guaranteed. They are the three default insurers in the country. They all charge the same premium. There's no difference one to the other. They've got a couple of unique products. Make them you know that each of them have to differentiate themselves. But for all intents and purposes, your default insurer doesn't, doesn't right. matter. It's going to oh, be static. Okay,
2: Correct. so
0: if someone puts now that is mutually exclusive to. Um, Mortgage, life, and health and disability insurance—that is something completely different, right? They're two mutually exclusive. Uh, it's different insurance, yes. Right. So that so Pe- that's all. when when
1: people are getting a mortgage, you know, they feel like they are uh, um, being offered all these insurance products. But this Befall insurance
2: be- is really for the lender,
1: and that's exactly right? it. This is protecting the lender, so a privilege for you, the buyer, buying a house with less than twenty percent down. You, the consumer, has to buy a default insurance premium. That default insurance premium protects the lender. That, in the event that you were to default, they will still get their money. The insurance Whereas, as of the legislation
0: that just changed just a year and a half ago. That if you are over twenty percent, that where before it would fall on the Crown Corporation or those two other insurers, it's now on the financial institution to pony up the insurance to back that that mortgage.
1: The the institutions always had the ability to securitize their their Correct. money on the back end to securitize their mortgage book on the back end. That always happened, but what had happened when those changes started to come into effect? Insurable, insured, uninsurable. Uh, basically, at that point, it was um, what's the right way to uh, the right way to put this is lender risk sharing. The lenders now have a uh, responsibility to share that risk, so it wasn't 100% on the default insurers, which right. is why we see a difference in rates now. Right, we see a difference in rates because you're 20% down, cost the lender more money to back end and, insure. And, and book. to put
0: that into to logic mm-hmm. for people that are listening, and and the, the reason why. Previous to this legislation being passed was essentially this: the probability of someone defaulting on their mortgage, who had put 20 percent down or higher, and they were and the probability of them defaulting was very very low, which is why you got
1: uh, our uh, default rates in the country as a whole are extremely, low, extremely low. But low. But I mean, low, yes.
2: even with 20 percent down, if the person does default, you know there's equity there. There's, there's exactly yes. There's at least 20% They've got skin equity. in the game. Yep. right? Whereas and that's why the
1: premium drops. As you have more money down, as you get you closer pay less to that than 20%. Right? And this, well, even from the lender's perspective, you know, I always say that 35 is the new 20, mm-hmm. right? Uh, because once they get to 35% loan to value, like 65% loan to value, 35% or more skin in the game as a borrower, that's when the premiums at its all time low. Like it's not going to get any lower than that for them. So, right.
0: So, Um, I guess then so when you're when thinking about a down payment you also have to uh, uh, factor in if you're lower than 19.99% down payment you have to factor in the CMHC fees you also have to factor in Bondo your legal fees as well
1: well we Um, always cover off closing costs you do every every lender though yes has that requirement where you have to lend transfer tax yeah you got it 1.5% of your purchase price
2: the lenders stop me if I'm wrong the lenders stop me if I'm wrong Trev is you're trying to look at the whole package from a financial perspective. You right? got it right,
1: hundred percent. Try
2: to dot every i in terms of the expenses. Yeah. You know, within reason. You and can't.
1: even a first-time home buyer has mm-hmm. to show that they can afford the land transfer tax. Mm, I didn't know that. Right. That's, and if you're in the
0: city in Toronto and you're listening to us, you actually pay two land transfer taxes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You've got it. You have to cover off your one and a half percent, regardless sure. whether you're a first-time home buyer or not. We need to show documents that you can afford it. You know, we may need, we may be able to show it that you, you know, you put it into a credit facility board on a credit card, pay it off in a 12 month window. Right. There's ways around that. But most importantly, you know, the whole point of this is to talk about the down payment, right? The requirements that you're going to be needing. So let's get to that. Let's get to
0: that, right? So um, we don't want uh, anyone uh, tuning, tuning, tuning us out, but because this is a really good topic, right? I mean, and let's use me as an example because I was one of those people that. Uh, Trevor, that you know, like you were phenomenal to deal with, uh, but one of the one of the financial institutions that we were choosing to deal with, uh, I think I needed to document the birth of my first child. It's the way it it, it starts to feel. It was ridiculous. It was ridiculous, and that's purely because I was self-employed. Because um, I'm technically self-employed, um, the documents. Whereas, Neither. whereas my <laughs> wife would literally, who was on mat leave at the time, literally just had to show a pay stub and a letter uh, of employment saying when she's and a coming letter back of employment saying she was coming back. Just two pieces of of information. That was it.
2: Because it comes down to they want proof of income, right? right. Whereas
0: yeah. me, uh, even though I've got years of history and whatever um they wanted a whole bunch of documentation so speak to that yeah
1: so that that specifically touches on the income itself when it comes to down payment you really have uh you know own resources the flex down that i had mentioned previously in the or earlier in the episode or gifted down payment those really are your only options
2: now remember uh, now this is going of course showing my age a bit but maybe 15 Twenty years ago, there Not were a even few the age. Though, <laughs> like,
1: we've had so many changes in this business since 2008. Yeah, the last ten years.
2: But I recall there was—I don't know if this happens anymore. There was a couple lending institutions that would actually gift you your down but charge you a higher interest rate. Right.
1: Yeah. So it doesn't happen anymore. Okay. That was the equivalent of the flex a, f- a flex down, okay. uh, just done differently. Gotcha. Just done differently. The government doesn't allow anything like that to happen now, um, so it's where you, the consumer, borrows it from a credit facility that you already have, okay. or go out and get. Right? If it was a matter of applying for a new loan, um, when it comes down to it, uh, you know, to touch on the down payment own resources, lenders are going to ask for ninety days history. It's anti money laundering laws that they are, you know, dotting the i's, crossing the t's for that ninety days bank history. They are going to look at that statement if they see large deposits going into the account they are going to ask us for the source of the funds you got money in the mattress at home whatever it is you know you're selling a car you've got to have documentation of where it came from right you know that's the reality of it if we can't show documentation they're not going to be they're not going to allow us to use it Right, plain and simple. Yeah. Gifted down payment obviously is going to be a little bit different. We're going to get a gift letter from the gifter. It does have to be an immediate family member: mom, dad, brother, sister, grandma, grandpa, aunt, uncle. You know, estranged cousin, whoever they don't classify in that category. And they're going. The lender is going to ask to see, in most cases, that the funds have been deposited to your bank account. They're going to want to make sure that you know if this gift letter is for say we're using the four hundred thousand dollar example here they're looking for twenty thousand to be deposited into the account matches good we're done there are lenders out there that will ask for the the gifters bank account so if it's mom and dad gifting you the money they may turn around and want to see that mom and dad have the money to give you right it all depends it's how quick are we to closing right as as time you know Closings seem to be getting shorter. I don't know yeah. how it is oh, yeah. in, in, you know. You're
2: lucky if you get a couple of weeks now, almost from our perspective. Right?
1: That's the way I'm feeling. Like, people are, you know, I don't know if it's because it's, you know, they're leveraging it as a negotiating tool to get these deals done. But closing, what used to be, I got started, you know, it was four months sometimes for closings. Now oh, yeah. we're, yep. we're lucky for 45 days. Oh, I think 45 pfft. days oh, is probably yeah. an average. Cl- if I were to go back and look at all of my business over 2018 right now, I bet you I've got an average closing of 45 days or less on every file.
2: I'd say mine's two weeks. Yeah. That would be the average. As terrible as that is from once we get either the the mortgage instructions or the agreement of purchase and sale.
1: Yeah. So, But for those listening, don't let your lawyer or their uh, associate fool you into thinking that they need a week. (laughs) (laughs) They can do it in less time. Given uh, the uh, circumstances, circumstances. Of, of course, right? It's it's just funny, like they, uh, uh yeah. Anyways, that's yeah. that's a joke. That's for another <laughs> conversation.
2: And so Curry's half undressed by now. Uh, yeah, Jesus.
1: <laughs> unbuttoning that top button. Oh just boy, like a here we go. <laughs> yeah. Um, are you looking at pictures of Collins? No, no I'm not. <laughs> I'm looking up what
0: you guys are talking about. What are um, we talking about? No, just the whole down payment piece. Okay. Um, so So you got the title yeah we've got yeah so we've got so basically uh is there anything else you want to touch on with regarding this topic
1: no that that's really it right you know there's only a few sources of down payment and i cannot stress enough you need to make sure that any large transactions that are going into your account are accounted for Mm -hmm. you need you need to have it associated um you need to have that record so sale a home i had somebody sell a trailer they sold a trailer. They expected a letter that from themselves, the person selling the trailer, I sold my trailer to Josh Bond. They expected that to be okay with a lender (laughs) as proof. No, nothing from, and, and when you sell a trailer, it's different, you know, the way ownership changes they don't turn around, like you don't go to the the ministry the same way. Um, At least this is how it was explained to me when when this woman was going through this. I basically was told that, you know, I'm accusing them of of being a liar and a cheat and and why would I possibly think that? But we have no proof from the person that bought your trailer that said, yeah, I gave you this money. And you've got no control. None. Right? You have to have
2: whatever it is that the lender is saying this has to be for sure
1: and and again if there are circumstances where lenders i think their ask is a little much and in those instances i'm going to fight for you i'm going to make sure that you know it is a last resort that we're going to get you know that information but something as simple as this example of selling a trailer you cannot write yourself a letter saying i sold josh or brandon a trailer for x amount of dollars and expect that that deposit to the bank account be substantial to cover your your basis now
2: an affidavit from the purchaser would probably suffice
1: correct yeah if the if so if you bought from me and yeah. you said i josh bond bought a trailer from trevor for lindy x for of dollars. x amount of dollars perfect eyes are dotted t's are crossed move on and bob's your uncle you got it or if you, or right. the
0: the paperwork that's used at the MTO, because you had to tra- transfer the well transfer.
1: Uh, that's why I said like transferring a trailer is different. So we won't get into oh, okay all of that. But yeah, you've got to have proof. something Some right. A-, a lot of people like to keep cash in their mattress. At this day and age, kind of funny. In two thousand eight, it was different because of the FDIC and the CDIC and everybody thinking they're going to lose their money because of all the stuff that happened in the states. But if you've got money sitting in a mattress, you better well get it into a bank account if you're going to use it for a down payment it's got to get in there it's got to vest for 90 days before same thing will happen if you're using your RSPs RSPs is a form of savings everybody if you're using your RSPs towards a down payment it has to be in there for 90 days in order for you to withdraw it right
0: yep so oh yeah it's just the way it is yeah okay well thanks Trevor perfect Um, thanks guys thanks for everyone for listening uh, to episode 21 Um, yes and uh, k- please keep subscribing, sharing, and uh, liking our uh, our podcast. Keep Remember, the questions
1: coming. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, available everywhere. By... Podcasts,
0: podcasts, podcasts are, available. are available. All right. Thanks, okay, guys, everyone. Thanks. Take care.
3: Out. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready?